Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the Home to Self podcast. Thank you for joining me for another episode. Today's episode is going to be a little bit shorter and it is a solo episode. So no guests on the show today, but I am here to talk about a topic that is very near and dear to my heart and I think so important. And it's been coming up in a lot of my clarity calls with clients and just with friends and in my own experience. And so I I thought it would be a good time to bring this to the podcast. And as you saw from the title, it has to do with how self-love is a vital ingredient for optimal true health and I don't think enough people on the internet are talking about this I know self-love is a conversation that is very prevalent these days but how much it impacts our health and wellness is not a conversation I see quite enough and that I feel like is doing a massive disservice to our healing abilities as a collective because It was such a pivotal moment in my healing journey when I finally understood the importance of self-love. Whether you want to call it self-love or your relationship to yourself or just your internal environment being regulated and coherent and, you know, balanced is up to you. But at the end of the day, what I mean when I say self-love is truly deeply showing up for yourself. Showing up for yourself, not only when things are good, not only when things are going your way, but especially when things are hard, when things are not going great, when you don't love your body, when you're not feeling great about yourself, when things are bad and ugly, the way that you show up for yourself to me is crucial. Like that is such important, an important piece of the puzzle to look at when we talk about overall health. And backtracking a little bit, even when I talk about health, I'm not just talking about physical health. In the past, that was my main priority. I thought that if you had a great physique, you know, and you you did the right things and you were getting good sleep and whatnot, that you were just a healthy human. These days, my understanding of what true health is, is so much greater. I don't believe that you can be healthy through diet and lifestyle alone if on the inside you are still battling yourself. If your relationship to yourself is toxic and based on scarcity and fear and stress and just feeling like you're enough, like still not enough, sorry, if you're still operating from these limiting beliefs from childhood that are keeping you small, keeping you feeling like you're not worthy and you're not beautiful unless you get to a certain image, self-image, like all of these pieces of the puzzle that kind of get thrown on the back burner as most people focus majority of their time and effort on diet and lifestyle is like, that's what I want to bring to the forefront because the combination of doing the external practices, the routines, the sleep, the diet, the exercise, yada, yada together with the internal work, the mindset work, the emotional regulation, the nervous system regulation, all of that together is the perfect recipe for health. And the way that I want to break this down to make it super simple for you to understand is by explaining the difference between health and disease, right? If you look at the word disease, it's based off of dis-ease, which is essentially a lack of ease. So all disease, all illness, all symptoms can be attributed to some sort of lack of ease in the body. Therefore, the opposite of that would be ease, ease at a cellular level throughout your entire system 
And obviously there's going to be moments of dysregulation, moments of fight or flight activation throughout your life. That's part of being human. Thank God we have that system to help keep us safe and protect us. But after the threat has passed, after the stressful situation has passed, does your body return to a normal state of ease? For most people, the answer is actually no. Their foundation, their base is actually stressed. Even if it's a mild level of stress, it's still stress. And what that is communicating to your body is that there is some sort of threat in the environment. And this is the crazy thing because your body doesn't actually know the difference between a something that is made up in your head versus something that's actually happening in your environment. So it will respond the same way to your mind creating stress, which is most of the stress we experience nowadays is actually because of our own perception, the way that we are viewing ourselves in life, right? For example, you get an email from your boss and you automatically assume the worst and get super anxious and start to overthink and make up all these assumptions. That is self-created stress that is communicating to your body that there is a stressor in the environment. So your body goes into fight or flight mode. The same exact system turns on that would turn on if a bear was chasing you, which is an actual threat that you need that system for in order to escape and survive that. So this is where this toxic relationship to yourself, the negative self-talk, the shaming, the judgment, the criticizing, the constant punishing, the restricting, the just that whole negativity that goes on within your own world and your own human experience and your own body and mind, that is turning on your stress chemicals, your stress system, your fight or flight system, where your body is literally tensed up and ready to fight, ready to help you and protect you survive from a threat. But if the threat is ongoing because you haven't healed your relationship to yourself, then it is almost impossible to achieve optimal health and sustain it. And the problem is that so many of us are continuously pushing at the gym and eating less food and restricting and trying to manipulate our external environment to try to achieve optimal health without fully understanding that if you're already living from a baseline of stress, whether mild to severe, It can actually hurt you. It can do the opposite to push so much harder, to go that extra mile at the gym. And that's why it's so important to address both of these at the same time. You don't have to just focus on self-love first and, and completely disregard, you know, the diet and lifestyle pieces. But I do believe that you need to at least do both at the same time. Because if not, you are limiting the amount of healing that you can get. And if anything, it could also be hurting you like it was for me. And I'll add in some of my personal story here so that you guys can get a personal example. But I, because I was so obsessed with health and wellness as a holistic health coach and as someone that was just so passionate about truly understanding human health, I used myself as a guinea pig. I experimented and I went so hard to try to heal my digestive systems and my digestive system, sorry, and all of the other symptoms I was experiencing like fatigue and brain fog and just a lack of energy and um, skin issues and hair loss and all these like metabolic dysfunction uh, symptoms as well. And I tried that through extreme dieting. 
I mean, every diet under the sun, I tried it through supplements, through functional uh, lab testing, which there is a time and place for all of these. They all play a role, but I was going too hard, too fast, and too obsessive. And the more, like it all worked for a little bit at the beginning and then it started to get worse and I, my symptoms came back even worse and it was like the harder that I tried to implement structure and routine and like figure things out. That was, that was always my approach. Like I'm going to figure this out. And the moment one thing didn't work, I would jump onto the next and I was constantly doing research and up like implementing what I learned and just going so hard. It was like my entire world and I would look around me and just find all of the things that I thought were wrong that were still maybe contributing to my symptoms. And so I was stuck in this vicious cycle where it's like I tried and tried and tried everything on paper. I was checking off the list and yet I was feeling shittier and shittier and my symptoms were getting worse and worse. And therefore I was hating myself even more and I was harder on myself. And then I would punish myself harder and restrict harder And it was just this vicious cycle that I was stuck in for at least two years, if not longer. And it made me so miserable. I felt like such a fraud. I felt so broken. I felt so just incapable of healing myself, despite all of the information that I had. I was like, how is it possible that I know so much about health and wellness compared to the average person? I've put in so many hours of research and yet... I still am experiencing the opposite. Like it literally broke my brain. I did not understand it until things started to click. And one of the biggest lessons for me was this one about self-love. Because what I realized is that I was contributing to my symptoms without even knowing it. I was intensifying my symptoms and my body's response through my mind and through the way that I was relating to myself. And this is the piece that I'm just like, I wish I could just cement this into every human's brain. Everyone that is struggling with their health and wellness, I wish I could just permanently make this a subconscious belief in your mind so that it just became second nature to you. Because it's one thing to understand this logically, you know, a lot of people might be talking about the importance of self-love and you, I know you've heard it before and you, you, you understand it on a logical level, but there's a difference between understanding it and truly embodying that. Meaning that the way that you show up matches up with that as a belief, right? And this is a practice because again, even once you start to embody it, it's not like a light switch and it's just like, oh, you're you know, you're perfect at it now. That's never the case. It's always going to be a journey and you're going to fall back in old habits and patterns and then, you know, get out of it again. And so it's, it's, it's a journey. But the point is when you make that the priority, when you emphasize that relationship to yourself and healing the way that you relate to yourself, that is when your journey begins. And that is when your body has the space and the energy to actually start healing itself. And that is a key point here too. Your body knows exactly how to heal. Your body knows how to heal itself. It's actually not your job to do the healing. Nor is it your doctor's job, nor is it your coach's job, nor is it the food. All of these are pieces of the puzzle that can support you in creating a healthy environment that allows your body to do the healing. Because it's always the body doing the healing. 
Like think about the actual repairing and regenerating of your body, right? The actual healing process. We barely understand how that works, but the body knows exactly what to do. Like if you think of a cut on your arm, if it's not too deep and you don't need stitches, all we really have to do is make sure it stays clean and get out of its way. And the body knows exactly what to do with such efficiency and like such perfection that you truly, like when you pay attention to those details, it is miraculous. It is an intelligence beyond our human comprehension. And this is what I want to bring forward because I want you to remember that intelligence and put your trust back into that. Because as long as your trust is in someone else in and in, in some solution externally, whether that is another diet or a workout program or a guru or a coach or a doctor or a functional medical doctor, whatever it is, the power is no longer within you and your body. And again, your body's doing the healing. So if you put your trust on a mental level into your body and you put the belief and you practice putting the belief back into your own intelligence, your own body, it does wonders for your healing. Truly. I experienced it firsthand. It's like it catalyzes the actual healing experience. And from there, as long as you continue on your practices and you continuously show up for yourself in a loving, curious, compassionate way, and you stay out of the way, meaning that you don't add more stress to your plate, you put the belief and the power back into your own body, and you try your best to heal the relationship and try to understand what your body's signals are telling you because all of it makes sense. None of it is random. None of it is coincidence. Your body's always trying to communicate with you. So if that becomes your approach now, instead of looking externally for a fix and a solution and like, I need to do this and I need to heal and I need to lose weight, that attitude versus this one is a completely different experience and therefore leads to completely different results. So the last thing I'll touch on is how do you actually implement self-love? How do you actually show up for yourself? And again, like I mentioned before, showing up for yourself means choosing to lovingly be with your own human experience. So when shit hits the fan, when you don't feel good about yourself, when you are not having a good body image day, when, you know, you're partner is rude to you or you go through a breakup or whatever experience you're going through that isn't easy because it's easier to love yourself when you're feeling good about yourself and life is going great but usually where we struggle is when things aren't going well right and we get down on ourselves or we feel like you know we just aren't where we should be in life whatever the narrative is during those hard moments you can learn how to show up with show up for yourself with more compassion. It takes practice because you're rewiring your natural default mode, essentially, when normally you would go into criticizing yourself and judging yourself and blaming yourself and criticizing yourself. You have to consciously choose to do the opposite. But the more that you practice and reinforce that, the more that it becomes second nature, right? And so I, by self-love, I don't mean that you have to love every single part of yourself immediately. 
that is also a misconception that I think deters people from this practice of self-love because it's hard to go from zero to a hundred. It's actually pretty unrealistic, right? Depending on where you fall on the spectrum in terms of how, where is your relationship with yourself currently? If it is a zero or a one, meaning that it's just not good, you don't love yourself at all, you, you really struggle, you have really negative self-talk, you know, you punish yourself, you restrict, you you just have a toxic relationship to yourself. I can't expect you, nor do I expect you at all, to get to a 10 where you fully love and accept every part of you. But we can take steps. And progress is always, always what we should focus on, right? Meaning, can we implement practices such as mirror work, such as journaling, such as meditating, such as breath work, Practices where you show up for yourself in those moments with more acceptance and more curiosity, right? So maybe instead of fully loving every piece of you that you once hated, you can just just start to ask questions. Just stay and instead of criticizing and judging and blaming yourself, you just sit with your experience. You sit with the anxiety in your chest. You sit with the tension for a moment. Meaning that because that alone is communicating to your body that it's okay and that you're there and that you're staying and that you like you've got you essentially, right? We have to think about the indirect ways that we communicate with our bodies, right? Because it's a different language. So whatever your actions do is essentially what you're communicating to your body, right? So simply by choosing to stay instead of distract yourself, criticize yourself, you know, find some dopamine hit like social media that only works temporarily those old patterns and coping mechanisms instead if you switch that to just starting at level one meaning you are staying with your experience maybe you put your hand on your heart and a hand on your belly and you just breathe and you close your eyes and in your mind or out loud you say it's okay that you're here i've got you it's okay that you're here i've got you and you breathe and you drop your awareness into your body wherever wherever you need to send your breath, wherever you feel the most tension, the most anxiety, the most like hatred, send your breath there. Send your awareness there. Again, what this is communicating to your body is that you are worthy of being held by yourself. And that is a powerful gesture. One that is communicating safety to the body one that is communicating love and healing and acceptance. And this is the energy that is a precursor to healing. This is the opposite of disease, right? Dis-ease. This is cultivating a sense of ease. Not because everything's great, not because you don't have anxiety, not because life is perfect, but because you are choosing to respond in a loving way. And this is the practice of self-love that I'm talking about. I'm not just talking about bubble baths and like positive vibes only. It's quite the opposite. I'm talking about can you be a mature and loving human being and treat yourself almost like like you would treat a child with unconditional love. And sometimes it's messy and you're going to mess up and you're going to look in the mirror and have a negative thought and you know, we're, we're human. We're going to make mistakes. It's going to be hard, but you get to respond to that too. You get to forgive yourself. 
you get to say, you get to look in the mirror after you've made that comment and say, I am here and I am trying my best and I apologize to myself. I don't actually mean that and I'm doing my best to be loving towards you and see you in a way that is accepting and compassionate because I know that my body is on my team. Your body's not the enemy. Stop viewing it as your enemy. How is your body going to heal and respond positively if on the inside you are still shaming it and hating it? It doesn't even make sense. That doesn't work on an actual like science level, right? On an energetic level, that is just a miscongruence. It just does not align. We need loving energy. We need ease. We need regulated. We need safety. We need love. We need compassion in order for our bodies to heal. So make that the focus. Make that the priority on your healing journey and watch how much better your body responds to the efforts that you make externally. It is a complete game changer. And without this, I truly do not believe that you can achieve health on a mental, physical, emotional, spiritual level long-term and sustain it. Because someone that is stressed and hating themselves on the inside is not in a state of ease, right? So find your way there. Start to practice. Take baby steps. Forgive yourself when you, when you mess up. Understand that you're human, but just have more compassion for yourself. And try to understand yourself. Try to ask questions and be like curious. Be like, where is this coming from? It's okay that you feel this way, but like, where is this coming from? When is the first time I felt this way? Because you have these different parts of yourself, right? And this helps a lot. There's a part of you that is like a more mature, almost like your higher version of self that understands these things and understands that you're worthy and understands that you're pure love and light and healthy and all the things. But then there's also a part of you that's a child, right? That still has the emotional capacity of a child that is still traumatized like you were when you were a kid that carries that with you. So can you, from your more mature, higher self, hold that inner child self and be with that inner child's experience and validate it? And you don't want it to stay there, but you do want to meet yourself where you are. And we don't do that enough. We seek someone else to do that for us. And that creates codependency. That creates a lack of safety because safety is created from within you. It's created through this practice of continuously showing up and teaching yourself that trust comes from you. That no matter what happens, I have got you. I've got myself. I can handle this. I'm not leaving myself. That is true safety. Because then no matter what happens externally, you know that you've got yourself. That is the precursor for healing. So I hope that this conversation has helped to open your perspective to what healing is and how you can actually step into your healing journey with so much more ease and better results. And if you want support with this, you know where to find me. Send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know that you need support. Ask me whatever questions you have. I'm so happy to share my personal experience with you and any tips that I have learned along the way. And if you want to dive into one-on-one coaching, the link is in the show notes. 
I'm sending you so much love. I believe in you with my entire heart. I know that every human here has the ability to heal and healing actually becomes a much more enjoyable process when you approach it with love. Who would have guessed? All right, my loves, I love you so much. Thank you for being here and we will talk next week. Bye.